I'll take it one step further too. Not only is there a lot of work that goes into transforming that house from its current state to a finished product that is a quality product somebody can be proud of, we probably look at 25 to 30 houses before we get to that one property that actually fits the model. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant, who is on remote today. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you can clearly see that Heather's on remote today. Out chasing storms, apparently. Apparently. I am just trying not to laugh the entire time that I'm in We this could situation. do a weather show segment where you <laughs> chase a hurricane. I think everybody would really get a kick out of that. Everybody would have to tune in while you stand in you know, two foot of water and act like you're going to die. Yeah, act like I'm going to get blown over. Well, I don't think they have hurricanes in Montana, but maybe tornadoes of Bruin. You never know. So never know, (laughs) never know. All right. Well, so Heather's on remote today. She's balancing her computer and holding her microphone. This is, (laughs) this is a sacrifice that she's doing to be on the show today, everybody. But I love it. I love it. He is here nonetheless. And we have a guest with us. And since Heather has that stellar looking microphone up to her mouth right now, I'm going to let her (laughs) introduce our guest. Pretty excited to have him with us today. Yeah, I couldn't miss this. Like, I could have said, hey, Ron, I can't hop on. But I was like, no, I've got to be on this one. So Chris is one of our sellers that we work with. And he was actually referred to us from another seller in his market in Birmingham, Alabama. And he reached out and it was pretty easy to see right away that our core values aligned. So we were super pumped when we first got property from Chris and his team and that everything was as he said it would be, right? Which may sound like not a big deal, but that's a pretty big deal in the well, industry. In, so. in the real estate world, that's a really big deal. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so he is a rehabber. And how long have you been doing it, Chris? Well, so I've been a builder in Birmingham for about 20 years. We've been working investment properties for about eight. And mm-hmm. then we've been selling properties through you guys for about two years now, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Time goes by fast. So when I was on my RV trip last summer, stopped and met face to face, which was, I think, helpful for both of us that we're real people. And for sure. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. Does anyone else out there listening to this think that Heather is never at home or is it just me? (laughs) I don't know that I know. Now, I travel a lot. I just don't know anybody who travels as much as Heather does right now. Almost all almost Mm -hmm. all vacationing, but you know. Yeah. Since the RV purchase. So my husband is in the RV with all the children and I am driving a separate vehicle and everyone will relate to this. You can't get a rental car to save your life anywhere. (laughs) So that is why I am driving separate all the way up to Glacier National Park. So it's a long haul. So if you want to meet up with Heather, you can't (laughs) because this will air after she's gone, but it's Glacier National Park. Here's the thing that I think is really, really cool apart from the fact that you're a a great human being, Chris, and you do a fantastic job with your properties. I love how we met you because we are big believers in collaboration and, you know, yeah, there's competition out there in the space, but generally speaking, 
I mean, I think, Heather, if we were to count the number of people that we got into the turnkey business, into the rental property business, mm-hmm. I mean, we should be out of business at this point. Yeah. And here's a person in the same market as you, Chris, refers us to you. And most people yeah. would never do something like that. True. You're I think true. that's really cool. Yeah, I, and, I do as well. And we still work with both of you guys, right? So this isn't like a replacement. It was, there's like the really abundance mindset of there's enough business for everybody. Absolutely. Yep. I love it. So I think when we met, when I was out there in person last summer and walking through your projects, you're very thorough in what you do. And I think that wasn't because we came along. I think that's how you've always done things, right? Yeah. And that was kind of our start when we, at least our mindset when we started is to go ahead and upgrade, you know, all of the functional items in the house that maintenance won't be an issue for people in theory, the long-term things like the roof, the granite, the floors, make sure we put a quality product in there so that when we deliver a product, you know, we can expect a return buyer, hopefully down the road. And if it's not a return buyer, at least it's a good referral. Yeah, so true. So one question I had is, what were some of the pain points you were experiencing that led Mora, the other seller, to introduce you to us? Well, <laughs> pain points in the retail market would be, I think, a customer's, like a third-party retail customer's false sense of expectations. I could pinpoint that on a number of things that I believe are the cause, but you know, there were so many times that I would get texts late at night, emails and calls. And just in the middle of family time, there was no respect from wow. anyone. And, you know, we kind of ventured out and started working with different investment firms and we were turning a lot of property for them, but we really weren't noticing any return on that. We were just doing a lot of volume. Yeah. So again, just working myself to death for somebody else. And I knew there was a better way. I knew there had to be a better solution. It just took a minute to figure it out. Yeah. Did you have any issues like with retail buyers with cancellations and things like that or not? No, really? not necessarily because we really didn't sell any property until we were introduced to you guys. Got it. Okay. So I guess that leads to my next question really well. How did it change your business in working with us? Heavens, being able to scale down the volume that we were doing, being able to actually spend time with my family and my kids and be at different events so many different ways. I don't think I could really begin to name, but you know, we were able to see a lot more focus on the business itself instead of just running around town, putting out fires of people that needed this, needed that, got to have this, here comes a deadline, you know, before you know at the end of the week's here, and then you're spending your weekend trying to play catch. Gotcha. You know, that's one of the things in business. I think that everybody who looks from the outside, looking in, they see a successful man or woman, right? They're just doing great. Everything looks great. And what they don't see is that, you know, I would think 75 to 80% of the time that entrepreneur business owner is doing exactly what you just said. They're running themselves to death. And the sad thing is they think that they have to do that to be able to make things work. And what you just said, I think is, you know, we've said this on the show before, Heather, but I think it bears repeating, right? Here's a prime example of that is that you don't have to do that. And a follow-up question, I think, Chris, is since you don't have to do that, how was the transition? Because before you obviously thought you had to do that. 
What was the transition like learning that you didn't have to do that? Was it a strange transition? Well, it was, and it was a little bit scary to make that transition. So ultimately we wound up tapering into selling property with you guys and tapering out of working retail jobs. So what we're trying to do now is just go full throttle with our property sales and taper everything else out because we've seen such a change in the day-to-day and week-to-week life. So for the people listening, can you clarify what you mean by retail sales versus working with us? Well, and retail sales is not a good description. Retail remodeling is a better description of what we were doing. When I say retail customers, we were working for other people fixing their homes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I could see that being a problem for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. That even makes it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, just the calls makes a lot more sense right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the change orders. I can picture it now, the hell that you were living. Well, and it's one thing if you're doing it for one particular customer, but when you're trying to run 10 or 12 or 14 projects at a time, you know, you can imagine the scale of calls and emails and texts, and you cannot realistically handle all of that. And so it just turns into a downhill spiral when, well, you didn't get my text about this color. Oh, I wanted to change the tile to this. Oh, hey, I bought this, but I don't really know if I like it. And it was just a, you know, we were just spinning our wheels is the best way to say it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that makes a lot of sense with what questions you asked me. Because I remember you grilling me pretty hard on like, this is maintainable, right? Like we can keep doing it and how many, and I don't want to overextend myself and have too many projects going like, that all those questions you asked me at the front make a lot more sense given the context, right? And where you were, where you'd been, I guess. Well, and I was extremely fearful and cautious to get into this. And I think you and I had that exact discussion that I wanted to do one or two and kind of see how things went. And then we would gradually begin to scale up and see where it went from there. And we've gone from that one or two house at a time model to, we have 14 right now. I think eight of them are under contract and six are in construction. Wow. So it's changed your whole core business, right? You're doing different. I mean, the same construction type of work, but the Absolutely. way the business is run. Okay. Absolutely. And today is a perfect example. My youngest son had to go to camp at 11 o'clock. So in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, my wife was off work. I was able to go pick her up, pick him up. Drove into camp, took him to lunch, checked him in and came straight back here and got ready for this. So I would not be afforded that luxury, you know, three, eight years ago, whatever the time frame was when our focus was in a different position. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And time with your family. I mean, it's so hard because as a business owner, you can say how much money you make. But man, there's a whole chunk of it. That is, if I can spend more time with my family, what's that worth to me, right? Absolutely. And as we get a little older and age more, you know, you realize how precious life is and how short the moments are that you have. So, I mean, I try to cherish every minute we have. And you kind of have to, because literally an hour ago, I just got off the phone with one other one of our suppliers who literally got hit by, you know, we joke about getting hit by a bus, getting hit by a car and what happens to our businesses when that happens. He literally did. Yeah. He literally got run over by a car and he was, I mean, I think he was in a coma for a while. And I mean, he, it was, it was, it was like touch and go. Yeah. You never know when that, cause you know, we all think we're invincible until we're not right. Yep. And you don't get the time back. I remember times and I've talked about them on the show where I've missed life and you don't get that back to be able to run a business that's scalable. Like you're talking about. I mean, the, 
The other business was very difficult to scale and have any time. This is a little bit more predictable because you know what you're going to put in the house. It's easier to run the crews. I mean, that's what I'm gathering from you is that this is predictable. It's more like a conveyor belt. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have an exclusive set of subs that, you know, we continuously just feed properties to. When we buy a new property, we send it to the electrician, the plumber, the HVAC guy, the roofer, the framer, everybody that needs to have their hands on that property. We'll meet over there one time, go through it, and everybody knows what their role is and what their order is supposed to be. Yep. And so it's just changed the production. And I think one other thing to mention, too, is you're not having to work around homeowners schedules. You're not having to worry about little Billy being home from school and he's sick. So I need you to take off two days and then come back on Thursday because we're working in vacant houses. So these people can go at six o'clock in the morning, get their job done. And then they're on to the rest of their day. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about that, Chris, but your team, you know, your team's life will have had some kind of shift in working with us your crew and, you know, that they have that flexibility. That's pretty cool. I didn't even think well, about that. I, yeah. And it, it's the difference in demand from, again, the retail customers to what we're doing now. I think there's just such a drastic difference in like a laid back feeling and everybody's happy. Nobody's screaming at each other on a job site because this got done wrong. And, you know, sure, there's mistakes, there's problems, things happen. We uncover stuff that we didn't expect, but it's part of it. We just have to deal with it. Yeah, that's true. So what would you say of all the things we've mentioned, maybe if you could wrap it up into one thing that has made the biggest impact in working with us versus doing retail construction? I think just the flexibility and schedule in my personal life. And again, having been introduced to you guys, every single person that I've worked with on your team, it's just like being with another family member. You know, you and I, when we talked the first day, I mean, it was just like we hit it right then. Yeah. And every single person, it feels to me is the same exact way, you know, and even, even Ron, when I text you out of the blue, I mean, you answered my text right away, not knowing exactly who I was, answered my call. That was just extremely special to me. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been doing business with, I mean, the same builders and some of the same rehab people since like 2005. Yeah. So we love long-term, profitable, and loyal relationships. And we love to build those. You know, not everybody obviously works out, but we usually choose to work with people who work out and they work out long-term. We do a lot of business with people and that works out to be a really cool thing for our clients. And I think sometimes, you know, like you drilled us pretty hard or Heather, again, I wasn't there drilled Heather pretty hard with questions about how this thing works is very similar for our clients because, you know, the real estate industry doesn't have the best name, Chris. You know, there's a whole bunch of people out sure. there that, that are, you know, scamming people and doing all kinds of nasty things. And so people, sometimes they come to us and that's the lens they're looking through. And so what they see is, you know, Chris is making a fortune. I'm sure RP Capital is making some dough too, and I'm getting screwed. Because, you know, sometimes they'll find a house on online and they'll say, man, that house sold for like 40000 You guys are selling it for a hundred. What the heck? That's $60,000 yeah. of profit. And I think sometimes people don't, A, they don't understand. And I think B, sometimes people don't appreciate the amount of 
effort that is involved in transforming one of these junker houses that you're buying into something that is what you described at the beginning of our conversation. It's not the easiest thing in the world. And I'll take it one step further too. Not only is there a lot of work that goes into transforming that house from its current state to a finished product that is a quality product somebody can be proud of, we probably look at 25 to 30 houses before we get to that one property that actually fits the model. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then put all that work in there, right? And I think the other thing too that people overlook is that we want you to be profitable so that you can keep cranking out houses. You know, our company has to be profitable so that we can continue to educate people. And we still want to have a really solid, nice product that cash flows and does really well for our clients. Everybody has to win. It can't be a win-lose. And for whatever reason, I don't know what book these guys are reading. People think that they're, they're, you're supposed to do <laughs> win-lose on negotiations. I'm not sure how that works out. But yeah. anyway, that's not how we do business. Well, I think it's telling that we had a seller come to us that brought properties with that equity play, right? You buy it unrehabbed, you hire a rehabber, you rent it out, you refinance, right? It's this perfect model that all of our clients talked about for years, right? That just what Ron mentioned, hey, the house down the street, you know, I could pick that one up. And it's amazing how few clients have actually signed a contract on that stuff. Because I, I go through it. That's how I've always worked with clients is, say, well, this is all the downside. I want to make sure you know up front what could go wrong. <laughs> and you have unexpected rehab costs, right? So many different things can go wrong. You can have someone break into the house, steal stuff because no one's living in it. And it's amazing how they all kind of shut up at that point. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I will let Chris do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So a couple of harder questions maybe, but what has been maybe the hardest part about working with us? Maybe downsides or things like that? I think one of the most challenging things for us is the fact that you have a network of buyers that are scattered across, you know, presumably the United States and the world. I don't really know exactly where they all are, but, you know, one of the most challenging points for me is going to a closing and expecting that even though we're doing a mail away, we should receive funding in a day or two. Mm. And a lot of times we see the buyer forgot to sign a document, buyer <laughs> forgot to send their wire, lender forgot to send the approval docs, you know, so we're four or five days post closing. Mm. And the challenging part for that is we typically roll those funds into the purchase of another house. Yep. So then I'm delaying the purchase of the house that I've already got on schedule to close as well. That probably to me is the biggest pain point that I have to try to overcome. Yeah. And I think for us too, we're always on our end trying to make it easier for everybody. And I think you're right because the clients we work with have jobs, right? So sure. sometimes they're like, well, I, I'm glad everyone's ready to close on Thursday, but I can't close on Thursday. You know, I have a right. business trip or whatever. And so that is different than someone buying a primary residence. They're like counting down the days with their paper chain, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, super excited to close where our clients, while they're excited, it's just different. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I can yeah, see and that. I, you know, one of the things you talked about is one of the reasons why we partnered up with the lending institution that we did, you know, which not everybody uses that lender, but you know, I think people think that we did that, you know, so that we can make all this huge amount of money, which it, it really doesn't. 
but it does allow us to, to have a little bit of pull on these closing conditions like you talked about, right? Like the lender has this closing condition. Well, you know, because we have a little more control over there where we can close with that funding condition in place and other lenders can't. And I think that sometimes, you know, I think everybody listening to this who has bought investment property just got a glimpse into your world and the world of all the other people that we work with and why it matters. One day matters. Two days matter. Five days is like living in hell for you, right? Because you sure. can't, people think money next week is the same as money today. And it's, it's just not. And the, one of the most frustrating things for me in business has been trying to educate everybody in the company, which, you know, everybody now understands that, but I've had people in my company in the past who just did not get it. I'm like, God, it doesn't, yes, we have the same amount of money on the books, but if it's not in the bank account today, it's not the same as next week. It's just yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's not usable. It's not accessible. And nope. even though I know it's coming at some point in time, that doesn't help the here and now. Nope. And it's less money next week than it is today. And I, I don't know why I can't get that concept through to people. It's less. And why is it less? Because you would have bought a house, you'd have been a week into it. And the velocity of that money is very important to a business owner. And so everybody out there listening, mm -hmm. who's getting ready to close the deal or is thinking about buying a deal, listen, because this is really important. It's, it slows yeah. down the future purchases for anyone else. And it slows down Chris's money. It slows down RP Capital's money. And what we do with that money is reinvest the money to make mm -hmm. more product for everybody. Yep. I think everybody thinks we just take all of it off the table all the time. It's like no big <laughs> deal because it's just Ron's money. It's just Chris's money. That's not the way it works. Yeah. We're constantly reinvesting that money to grow the company and to be able to produce more and do more good. And we can't do that if our money's tied up in some stupid closing condition. Yeah, so well, true. And one of the things that I try to stress to our team that even though it may be uncontrollable, you know, one or two days is not that big of a deal. But if we're able to turn a house from disarray to a finished product in four weeks, those two days make a lot of difference. If you do that 10 times, mm -hmm. that's an entire another project that somebody's not getting, somebody's missing out on. We can't buy it because every little step adds up to where... Yep. We just can't get there. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but those two days, you still have holding costs, right? That's another thing that people don't realize. And if you tack, if it's two days, every one, like you said, there's 10 deals, that's 20 days of additional holding costs. That's an entire project of holding costs. People who aren't in business and people who don't run businesses don't understand that. And actually a lot of people in business don't understand that concept either. It's a very difficult concept to understand Hopefully that gives people a glimpse into what the velocity of money really is all about and why it's so critically important. Yeah, that's true. A couple of things that I think are important to note too is that we really do demand quite a bit of the people that we work with. We demand quite a bit of you, Chris. I agree that I do feel like at the same breath, we are on a team, right? We both have the same goal and we both, I want you to be successful. I know you want us to be successful, right? So it makes our relationship pretty unique. But a couple of the things that we demand of you are properties in good neighborhoods, right? You can't just go buy whatever you feel like and rehab sure, it. Sure. 
making it, the repairs, if they come up on the inspection report, all the appliances are in there. It's ready for a tenant. You have window coverings and a garage door opener, typically, if there's a garage. And we set the bar high. So the clients, though, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they say, hey, that seller I worked with last time, I want to work with him again, right? Because they'll notice that quality of construction and readiness to make repairs. And you've definitely been great to work with in that aspect. So it's, you know, repeat business, even though they don't know your name most of the time. They're like, hey, that guy. (laughs) And I'm I'm a firm believer that if you put a quality product out, you don't have to promote it. You don't have yep. to sell yourself because exactly what you said, somebody's going to come back and they say, wow, this thing worked exactly like I expected it to. Yeah. Let's do another one. Exactly. And, hey, my cousin's ready to do one as well. Let's do another <laughs> one. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing I think too, when you were talking about transferring from retail that, you know, hit me was those people may remodel their kitchen, but they're not going to remodel it again for a while. Right. But our people, they don't quit buying. They just sure. keep buying. And, you know, some of them buy multiple properties in the first, second year and then continue to go on to buy. And we have people who bought quite a bit of property from us. And that's the other thing that makes this thing so scalable is that those people, if we treat them right, yeah. uh, they just continue to buy. And that, that makes it so we don't have to constantly go out there and try to look for, I mean, we do anyway because we're trying to scale our businesses, but you don't have to constantly go out there and fight for the business in a closed market. That's right. A couple other things that we require of you is you pay for the home inspection. We choose the inspector, but you foot the bill. You place a tenant prior to closing. Well, the property manager places the tenant, but we often delay closing until we have the tenant in there. And so those are things that, you know, you could from for an initial conversations sometimes with people that want to work with us, kind of they go, oh man, like that's, that's a long list of expectations that you have of me. But why, in your experience, I guess, why has it been worth it to you with all the additional expectations that maybe you didn't have before? Well, so back to our initial conversation when we were asking a bunch of questions and trying to figure out if we were going to be able to make this work. I took all of those individual items and I built a model that says, okay, if we're going to buy a property, we're going to put this amount of money into it. The money's going to cost us this. We can sell it for this amount. Here's our fixed cost on every project. And every house we go through to this day gets that same exact approach. And if it doesn't fit the model, we have to pass. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You just know the numbers. It's the cost of doing business. It's a fixed cost that doesn't change. It gives the buyer peace of mind. You know, and again, you brushed on unforeseen. Like sometimes we run into stuff that we can't control and it blows our model completely out of the water. But we're still on the hook to deliver a quality product. So, you know, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. We try to minimize our losses, but. Yeah. But I think one thing that I've enjoyed in our relationship working with you is that I do feel like it's been from almost from day one, a team mentality, right? That if on one project, we know that you lost your shirt, then we try to work with you, right? Try to help you out on other deals. Try to make it right as best we can. Because we, again, same thing Ron said. I mean, it's all about the long-term relationship, helping people. But what is that our core focus, Ron, is through service, we build people. And people include people we work with that sell property. So 
It's, um, we love watching people and companies grow. It's one of the favorite things we do. I mean, even internally in our company, we just had quarterly meetings and it was fun to hear everybody want to learn more and want to grow. And, you know, we love our partners to be growing and we like to be a small part of that. And so it has been a blast working with you and watching you make the transition. We haven't spoken a ton, but I get updates from Heather quite frequently about what's (laughs) going on. And I appreciate it, man. It's been great working with you and watching the numbers grow and the amount of really crazy, happy clients grow. That part's just a lot of fun for us. Well, I I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, you know, the same thing on my side, you know, I have learned a different approach to looking at real estate, working with your model. You know, this pro forma situation makes so much sense to me. And I never would have been able to put that together in my head. But when I'm looking at it from the outside in, not only do I want to be on the service side of providing these houses, I want to buy some on my own. The long-term approach makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A yep, lot of, it, yep, we have that it does. We have another seller who we've had on the show and he's a builder. And I remember distinctly sitting in his office and he's like, I just don't understand why anybody's buying these. This doesn't make any sense. And then I showed it to him and he kind of, I think he kind of got it a little bit. And then over time, he didn't really say much. And I don't remember how many years went by. And then he, I was in his office again and he, he turned around his sheet and he showed me, he goes, I pulled these numbers. He had like 25 or 30 houses on there. And he said, I just kept all these ones that I built and look at the numbers. He was so happy. He's like, look at the return on these houses. He goes, I I get it, Ron. I get it. And I, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. So you definitely should keep some of your product, man, for sure. We're working to that position now. Yep. I mean, it's. It is a game changer when you can stack this up with time. There's a great book I'm reading right now that talks about what you just said before. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You only have to be right 50% of the time because some of the wins are really big wins, right? And, you know, he said the long term, time fixes the other 50%. So if you're in it for the long game and you play long enough, you just win the game. That's just the way it is. It's called The Psychology of Money. It's a fantastic book. Well, the first half of it is a fantastic book. I'll tell you about the rest of it, everybody, after I'm done. But the book kind of changes your perspective about money and about time and the time value of money and all that good stuff. Anyway, it's a great book. My last question. So if you met someone maybe in your same sphere, would you recommend working with RP Capital or maybe just investors in general in your line of work? Um, Investors in general, no because they're extremely demanding. And a lot of times the investors don't understand what we've been talking about, what all goes into even just delivering a quality product with everybody's schedule. Mm -hmm. So I have a hard time recommending somebody go work with, and I'll use a hedge fund as an investor example. You know, that to me is a challenging path. I mean, I could not feel more blessed after being introduced to you guys and our paths crossing because it's totally changed the way I live and the way that I do business. And, you know, I would recommend anybody that's interested in this market, talk to you guys, ask the questions. It takes a little bit of time to get started. It takes a little bit of capital to get started. But once you're through that front end of it, it's so exciting. And I love coming to work because it's fun and everybody on our team's having fun. It's totally changed the dynamic of our week to week life. All the feels, Chris. Wow. Yeah. You know, (laughs) 
that's one of our core values fun we love that yeah. one and if you're yeah. not having fun man there's something wrong so <laughs> i'm glad man that makes us really happy i mean everybody likes to do a lot of good business right but it's it's a whole other level when you can do a whole lot of really good business still have some great family time and love what you do um you know at our office we have a saying we love mondays and yep. you know that's because we all love what we do mm-hmm. sometimes it's a slog man but we love what we do it's fun yeah. We really appreciate you sharing so much. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, Thank and you guys again for let, letting me come on today. Chris Tonus, everybody, and from the great state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't been there, you should go down there and check it out. I'll never forget my trip to Birmingham, my first trip to Birmingham. I got down there, and I think I called – I don't remember who I called on the team. I said, they're building brand-new houses down here with no garages. No. <laughs> I asked the builder. I'm like, so do people not care about garages? He goes – well, he kind of looked at me funny, like, well, it's an entry-level house, Ron. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but where I come from, entry-level houses have garages. He goes, well, down here, a carport's great. And yeah. no crap, they were selling them. Like, mad they were selling them down there. It's a great place. <laughs> All about Lots of history down there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Lots of history down there. Very cool Absolutely. place. All right, buddy. Hey, really appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing so much. And thanks for being such a great partner. Absolutely, Ron. Thank you, guys. Heather, talk to you soon. Yeah, you're the best, Chris. All right, everybody. Get out there. Make something happen this week. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.